Monterey Car Week is one of the most well-known car enthusiast events in the world, and this year, we got to go. So in today's episode, we're talking all about our first time at Monterey Car Week, what you should do, what you shouldn't do, and why you should go. This is Travel Babies. We're just two sisters trying to travel the world in style, but sometimes things don't go as planned. Each week, we talk about important travel topics to help you decide when, where, and how to explore the world in style. I'm Juliana from Travel Juliana, a professional travel blogger from Boston. And I'm JQ from JQLouise.com, and I'm also a professional travel writer, blogger, and influencer also from Boston. Combined, we have over 200,000 followers across our social media platforms, and we love sharing our travel tips and tricks with you all. But before we get started, don't forget to subscribe and give us a review if you enjoy our podcast. It really helps us a lot. Okay, so let's get started. So this trip honestly looked so much fun. I know like this must have been really, really fun for you and Drew to experience, so I'm really excited to hear about it. So let's just start with getting there. You know, what airline did you take? Um, How is the trip just getting there? Yeah, so Monterey Car Week is one of those events where there's not like a set schedule of events. It's kind of a lot of separate events all happening during the same time. Depending on which events you'll actually be attending really dictates where you should stay, but everybody flies into the San Francisco airport. We flew JetBlue from Boston to San Francisco. It's a direct flight. I've actually flown this flight many times. Um, When I used to work in marketing, I used to have to go to San Francisco all the time. So I was very familiar with this flight. I love taking the early morning one. So you leave Boston at 6 a.m. and you get to San Francisco at like 9 30, 9 o'clock their time. So you really have the full day. So you have to wake up a little early when you leave, but then when you get there, you still have the full day ahead of you, which is awesome um, because of the time difference. So I definitely recommend taking JetBlue. It's been a lot of fun this past year since we've been flying a lot more domestic flights than we normally do. We really get to take advantage of our JetBlue status as Mosaic members. This really comes in handy on long flights because with You know, if you're a Mosaic member, you actually get complimentary uh, extra room seats. You just have to ask when you get to the gate. And if there's any available, they'll give them to you. So that's a big advantage for these long flights. You just have more room to stretch out. You get to sit toward the front. So you'll be the first ones off the plane. It's just a huge perk. So, and I think a lot of Mosaic people don't even know that that's that's a perk because on other airlines, when you get the extra room seats, it usually means you can book them like when you book your ticket. But for JetBlue, you have to ask for them at the gate. So that was a huge perk. Yeah, I love JetBlue. Honestly, I think it's probably like my favorite U.S. airline. I think it's always so reliable. They have tons of direct flights. Like it just seems, it's just always really like you can rely on it. And that's, you know, these days it's super important too. Yeah, exactly. I know they've been really consistent with all their policies during COVID. I think they've done a great job at it, you know, very organized, you know, it feels really safe. And I think everyone knows what to expect because they send out emails a few days before your flight. So you know exactly what their policies are. So you know what to expect. And I think at this point, everybody who's traveling has traveled a few times during COVID now. So honestly, if you're still hesitant about traveling, at least domestically, 
this year, everybody's in a really good routine with all the policies. All of the other passengers are well aware of what's going on, so there's no surprises. So I think it's a really good time to travel. Like, look at domestic flights this fall. I mean, I know international travel is a little bit uncertain once again, but we had a great experience flying there, nice and easy, just a direct flight, you know, a little bit of a long flight, but definitely easy, no delays, none of that. So we got to San Francisco. And then we actually had a car pick us up and bring us to a Lexus dealership like 20 20 minutes away. And then when we got to the Lexus dealership, we actually got to pick up a Lexus LC500, which is their new sports car. And it was in bright yellow. So that was our car for our whole stay. So that was a great way to start up the trip. Super fun. And we got to hop in this cool car. That's so exciting. I feel like that's honestly just the perfect car to literally like obviously use, but also just like take pictures with. So actually, did you guys, um, did you guys need a COVID test when you went? No. So luckily traveling domestically is so much easier now. So you don't need any COVID tests to go to California. And then for us to come home to Massachusetts, we don't need any COVID tests. So that's good. That's so much easier. Exactly. It's so much easier. And the only thing that you have to do that's kind of similar is that if you're flying JetBlue, you technically check a box when you check in saying that you attest that you do not have symptoms, you have not been around anyone with symptoms. So it's everyone's responsibility right now. Like if you have symptoms, don't travel. If you've been around anyone with symptoms or who has tested positive, don't travel. But interstate travel is a lot easier now. Yeah, that's great. When you got there, where did you go first? So actually the first place that we went once we got the car was in and out <laughs> because we were starving because it felt like it yeah. was much time to us. So right. you got up so early and you'd have been traveling that far. I mean, honestly, I think that's a great flight to take though. Like even though you do have to wake up super early, I think it's the best when you can really have your first day be like a, an entire day. It helps you get adjusted to the jet lag easier. Like it's funny because it's literally just like the opposite of what it is for Europe because because we love to take night flights leaving Boston and you wake up and it's the morning there. So it's funny. It's just like opposite for, for going to California. So yeah, I mean, I would go to In-N-Out too as my first destination. So we went there. Obviously there's like tons of them around. So we went to one like five minutes away, got one of their like double cheeseburgers. It was so good. So tasty. And it's funny the yellow on the In-N-Out logo is literally the same color as our car. So we got a really fun picture with the burgers and the In-N-Out sign behind it. And with our yellow car, it was great. Yeah, that's so much fun. I feel like, you know, when you're in California or when you're just on the West Coast, there's just stuff like In-N-Out that we don't really have on the East Coast. So definitely want to take advantage of all that stuff. Yeah, exactly. So then after that, we had about a two-hour drive to get down to Monterey in the area that we'll be in. So Monterey, it's literally, it's on the, it's on the water. Um, Another famous place that's right near there is Carmel by the sea. So Carmel is another little town. It's super cute, really historic, just like Monterey. And both of these places are where most of the events during Monterey car week are. When it gets to where to stay, honestly, there's not a ton of options. There's a Hyatt Regency that's close by. 
that's like right there. I would say that's the only kind of premium option. So we actually had to stay in an embassy suites, um, you know, which is fine, you know, definitely not the type of hotel we normally stay in, but it was a lot more basic than we're used to. It's kind of like a convention hotel. Honestly, if you're looking to go to Monterey Car Week next year, I think most of the hotels open up their booking sites about nine months ahead of the event. So if you're looking to go, you need to book your hotel immediately. That's definitely something to keep in mind because you know, there's so many people who go to this event and there's limited accommodations. Yeah, that's crazy. I feel like it's so crazy. You know, there's there's obviously like people who really, really love this stuff, but you have no idea how many and it's just such a popular event. So it is crazy to think like you you just wouldn't be able to, you might not be able to get space. So yeah, book them as far in advance as possible. Yeah, definitely. I know. And it's funny, like we've heard stories from people that we bet or people that we know who have gone in the past. This is like kind of an old traditional part of California where there's still a ton of motels in some of the smaller towns and even in Carmel and Monterey. There's a ton of like classic like Americana motels. And all year long, these motels are just quiet. They're just filled with, you know, local Californians who are going to this area to go to the beach or whatever. But during Monterey Car Week, there's like Ferraris, Lamborghinis, all these crazy cars parked at these little motels. And those people are paying like $1,000 a night to stay in those random motels. Yeah, that's crazy. Honestly, it's like, it's so, it feels so like California vibe to me because I mean, it's such a cool place to like see all these amazing cars, but also it's just like, they like love this stuff, you know, <laughs> like it's, I do yeah. get like, do you get that kind of same thing around, like in the East coast? I mean, we do. I mean, the car culture here, I think has come a long way in the past like 10 years. And I think social media has been a big part of that with like millennials and Gen Z's really getting into cars more. Um, yeah. Yeah. On the West coast. I mean, they just have the advantage of the weather. I mean, it's always yeah. nice weather. So That's they can, true. yeah, so they can drive these sports cars anytime of All the year. time. I know here it's so hard because you, we really have such a short window of nice weather. Like even just like not being too hot, like the summer can get so, so hot here. But I feel like in California and a lot of places, like it's always just perfect weather. Yeah, they, that is a huge advantage of that. I mean, Drew obviously knows, like you guys know all about it. And it's just like people who really love or you know, are really into this, you need nice weather. So exactly. And Monterey is such a unique, has such a unique climate where it never even gets that hot. It's always like in the high sixties. Like when we were there, it was, it felt cold to us. Isn't oh that yeah. That's crazy. I know. It's like, yeah, certain parts of California, it's crazy that the weather is just like always stable at like sixties, seventies. And it's, and then, you know, some parts obviously do get really hot but certain parts of Europe or like on the Mediterranean the weather is always sort of stable so it's just always nice and you rarely get that kind of really hot or really cold so that is honestly if you're really into cars that's a great place to be yeah it makes total sense why they have this car show and car event you know in this area because of the weather I mean it's never really rains it's never that hot never that cold because any extreme is bad for cars especially at this show, there's a lot of old classic cars that could be 50 years old. So they're even more sensitive to like to different climate. And you want to keep them, you know, you want to keep them good as long as possible, especially if they are like older vintage cars. They're really cool. You want to keep them 
lasting as long as possible. So yeah, I mean, honestly, it's just like they have a, cars need a certain type of climate. So yeah, really cool area. But the big tip here is book your hotel as far in advance as possible because, you know, you're going to pay a high price no matter what, because the hotels know that this is a peak season, but it's just the availability. So if you want to go, you need to book as far in advance as you can. Where else, obviously besides In-N-Out, where'd you guys eat? Like where's some great places to eat? So during Monterey Car Week, depending on the events that you're going to, the events actually have really good food. Um, So one of the signature events that we went to, which is called the Quail, um, this is really like a big cars and coffee uh, with lots of cool brands there like, you know, Lamborghini, Pagani, Porsche, like all the big brands are here. Um, But they're actually, this year at least, they were sponsored by the Peninsula Hotel Group. All the food was done by Peninsula Hotels. So we had like gourmet food at a car show, which was amazing. I mean, we had some delicious, like there were so many different tents where you could get food. So we went to like the Asian tent. We had amazing Asian fusion food just outside in this beautiful kind of picnic setting. Honestly, the events have awesome food. But if you want to go into Monterey, there's some really cool little places to check out. So there's a little downtown street that we went to. And one morning we found this great acai bowl place. And it's one of the best acai bowls I've had in a while. And, you know, you are in California on the water. So they have great juice bars, acai bowls. You know, there's all kinds of stuff. So it's really just depends what you have time for. My recommendations for food, you know, first plan which events you'll go to, know if there's food there. And then if you, if there's not, then you have to plan around it. But honestly, Carmel, Monterey, they all have some great downtowns that have some amazing restaurants. So honestly, we didn't have a ton of time to check out a lot of restaurants. Um, But the highlight of our kind of culinary experience was actually when we went back to San Francisco on the way home and we went to a Michelin starred restaurant called Al's Place and it was super funky. It actually reminded me of Season to Taste um, where the menu was like very like veggie focused. It wasn't vegan or anything, but it was very veggie focused. They had a ton of really cool appetizers that were all shareable that were all veggies. And then they, we had a few like meat courses and fish courses and then a really cool dessert. You can easily see why they have a Michelin star and it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I mean, going back to the acai and juice bowl, juice bars, I feel like that's literally just like such a good, it, it just makes me think of California when I think of that. Cause honestly, like I think that they've just got it more figured out than like the East coast. I think, cause it's, again, it's kind of like that the climate's always nice. You want to have something refreshing, something healthy, something filling, and they just know how to do that so well. So I feel like you can just find tons of those too. Yeah, exactly. Like it was so good. And I think, you know, when you're in that type of climate, you just want something refreshing and healthy. Like honestly, it's easier to eat healthy when the weather's nice. I think so. Yeah, no, I totally agree. In the winter, I'm always just kind of like when it's freezing here, I'm just kind of like, what do I eat? I don't want to just eat a plain salad. It's cold out. Like you want something warm and comforting and usually comfort food is just heavier. So, you know, I, I definitely agree. I mean, like even in Europe, like in the summer, it was so easy for us to eat healthy all the time. And just because, you know, the weather's so nice and you, you want to eat lighter because it's a little bit warmer. So exactly. I know. And you're outside and just like, you know, it's just so easy to eat lighter, but 
anyway, you know, we had some interesting food, great food at the events. I mean, back to talking about the events. So the other thing that I just didn't know what to expect was that since there's no set one schedule of events for Monterey Car Week, you have to kind of figure out which events are the right ones for you. You know, depending on what you're interested in, you know, there's probably an event that is specific to that. If you're interested in a specific type of car, usually each manufacturer has its own calendar of events, whether it's press launches, they're showing exclusive vintage cars, they're just doing, you know, they have different partnerships with other brands. Brands like Michelin release their new tires and show their new test products and, you know, new concept products at a lot of these events. Like we got to see the new Michelin EV tires, which are super interesting. I would love to get them for the Tesla. You know, there's lots of cool things like this. And you get to, you know, test drive cars that you wouldn't normally, like we actually got to ride along in the new Lucid Air, which is a new EV. You know, it's a Tesla competitor. It's also made in the U.S. Super cool car. We posted a video on YouTube about it. So, you know, that's those are the types of things that you get to do at Monterey Car Week that you just can't do otherwise. So, you know, there's a lot of fun things to do. You know, there's some signature events like the Quail that most people go to. Um, but then a lot of other things are invite only or they're through the manufacturer, you know, whatever it may be. So, you know, there's lots to do, but I think you can't do everything your first time. You really have to figure out, you know, what you're interested in, you know, what things you want to do this year, what you'll save for next year, that kind of thing. But then the other thing that we got to do because we had this amazing Lexus LC500 um, and it was actually running on Michelin tires as well, we actually got to drive down the Pacific Coast Highway towards Big Sur. So we had an afternoon free and we actually got to drive on this amazing highway. You know, it's world famous. And this part of it has some of the most amazing views ever. I mean, literally, you're on this highway on a cliff and you're overlooking the Pacific Ocean and these amazing beaches and mountains and everything. I mean, Big Sur is famous. Yeah, I know. I feel like that view is just amazing. And that's like, I would love to go and see that sometime. It's like you hear about it, you see pictures, it's so crazy. So what was your, like, or you, you and Drew's favorite event? I mean, the quail was awesome. And I mean, just getting to see some of these rare cars that you never see was so special. And then I guess some of the test drives that we did. I mean, we also, in addition to the Lucid, we actually got to test drive an electrified 912 Porsche. Um, that was a partnership with the Peterson Automotive Museum. And it was really cool because it was this old 1960s Porsche and they had actually fully swapped it. So now it runs on electric batteries, just like a Tesla. Um, and I think it has a Tesla drivetrain. So it's, you know, you, it looks like a classic 1960s car, but when you turn it on, it's silent. Yeah, that's really cool. I, I know I feel like... Um there's like so many different types of events too that you can go, like you said. So it's really just like figuring out what you're most interested in. Honestly, I'd feel like, I mean, people who go to this are obviously really interested in cars, so they know kind of what they want to see. But like, you know, for people like me, and I don't really know a ton about it, I would just be like, oh my God, I want to see everything, you know, because it all sounds so cool. And being able to like test drive or like ride along, it seems also so like, you know, each car is, it's so much fun and so different. Exactly. And there's even things where you can like 
go in private jets. Like you can go see a bunch of private jets. Like we went to an event the first day that we got there and we we're literally, it was at the Monterey Jet Center. So we're literally at a private airport and you're just on the runway and there's all these cool cars, all these different exhibits from sponsors. Like Michelin had a, had a booth there showing off the tires. Like that's where we got to see their new EV tires. There's all these like Gulfstream jets just there. And you can just walk on them, check them out, you know, see all the different fit and finishes, all the different options. So, you know, honestly, there's something for everybody at Monterey Car Week. Yeah, that's so cool. So why don't we move on to the travel tip now? We talked about kind of starting easy on your first time because there's so much to do. So really just like take it all in in your first time, you know, figure out what you want to see, what interests you, and then obviously plan your trip as far in advance the next time you want to go so that you can do different things. Exactly. Yeah. You can't do everything your first time. I mean, I definitely felt a little overwhelmed on this trip and I think we were pretty conservative on our schedule. Like we didn't overbook ourselves. We were definitely busy, but you know, I think if you went more overboard with it, you'd be exhausted by the end. Yeah, definitely. So start slow, basically. Thank you for tuning into the Travel Babies podcast. We really appreciate your support. And if you enjoy our podcast, don't forget to subscribe and give us a review. It really helps us a lot. We hope you enjoyed hearing about Monterey Car Week. Catch us next week for more travel tips. Thanks, JQ. Thanks, Juliana. Thank you for listening to Helium Radio. The views expressed by show hosts or their guests are their own and should not be construed in any way as advice from Helium Radio. We make no recommendations or endorsements for radio show programs, services, or products mentioned on air or on our website. Personal perspectives expressed by the producers, writers, and editors will always be presented as such. Any rebroadcast or retransmission without the express written consent of Helium Radio is strictly prohibited. Thanks for listening.